Trigger warning. The following episode contains references to Gore Animal cruelty Human suffering Death Factual inaccuracies Several entitled people making light of all these things. If any of the aforementioned topics cause you discomfort, you may want to listen to a different episode. The Human Skull, or as coconut crabs call it, Easy Mode. I'm Kelly. You know, Bon Jovi's really convinced me. I'm gonna be a crab fisherman. I'm Andy. Yar, I got gribbles in me leg. I'm Adam. Unfortunately, assault with a deadly crustacean is still not a recognized offense. I'm Sean, and this is Acid Pop. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. This week, we're going to be talking about crustaceans. You beat me to it. That's the one. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by our patron, Luis. If you'd like to become a patron and get access to episodes early and into our private Discord, look us up on Patreon. Thanks, Luis. Or don't. I'm not your mom. <laughs> it's polite. Crustacean is from Latin, crustaceous, <laughs> which basically means to have a crust. <laughs> So like bread. Yep. (laughs) This pie is crustaceous. (laughs) (laughs) So I thought I'd have to break up the phobias on this one, but it turns out there's ostracanophobia or fear of shellfish from Greek ostraco, meaning critters with shells. Okay. (laughs) Now this can be because you got pinched, got food poisoning, or because they just look creepy. Which they do. They've got tiny hands near their mouths. Their mouths don't make sense to me. (laughs) Your mouths don't make sense to them. (laughs) That's true. There's also kaburophobia, or fear of crabs, from Greek kavoris, meaning crab. That's about it for our background. We'll get into the rest with our acid pop quiz. It's time. I'm ready. I'm I'm a crab king. I'm a king crab. (laughs) (laughs) So true or false, the strongest pinch of any crustacean belongs to the coconut crab hmm. but well that is true oh, so okay. we'll, we'll talk more about these later but i'll let you know that they can pinch with more than three thousand newtons of force that seems like a lot oh, that is a lot so true or false this is more than the pinching or biting force of any vertebrate hmm. they're hydraulic i'm gonna say true yeah but like hyenas and like stuff can- shark they can like bite through bones and stuff. This crab can pinch your bones. If if it's stronger than that, I will be very scared of this crab. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say it's not the strongest. Okay. Yeah, I don't think it is. And Andy says it is? Yeah. All right. Well, this is false. Damn. They are actually number two. Ooh. But nothing can dethrone the crocodile with a bite force of 16,000 newtons. Ooh. And I think yeah. great... Great white shark is after that at like 2,500. Yeah, this coconut crab can scissor your leg right off. What the hell? Yep. We'll get into that. We'll talk about the coconut crab what a little later. What the damn hell? But yeah, I mean, they're called coconut crabs because they eat coconuts by just pinching them in half. <laughs> <laughs> Pinch them to death. Oh, God. Yeah. What a horrible island I've landed on. So <laughs> true or false? Crabs can't walk forward. I mean, that's sort of the stereotype. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to say it's false. I, I think they could if they needed to. Yeah, if you really had to. 
If they They're put just their mind running to sideways. <laughs> well, this is mostly true. There's a few species that can walk forward, but for the most part, they crab walk. They basically have sideways hips, so their legs go back and forth, but rotated 90 degrees. They can move them forward and backwards, but since there's six other legs, they get in the way and things get awkward fast. <laughs> oh, trip, trip, oh, where'd that come from? Yeah. So, I mean, they technically can. It's just very, very clumsy. So, true or false, there are crustaceans that live on land. Like, all the time, not the ones that go on land. True. They're called scorpions. Yeah, I'm pretty sure <laughs> that's true. I think coconut crabs are land crabs. I thought hermit crabs. I mean, there's water ones, but I think there's landy ones. Well... There's crabs that live on land, but they can't produce anywhere but in the ocean. Mm. But this is true. It's not a crab, though. Roly polies or pill bugs are technically crustaceans. I knew Weird. that. Yep. <laughs> you said it like you were amazed. Can, <laughs> can we have a roly poly bake? Well, I was showing them to my daughter the other day, and I was, you know, telling her they were insects, and I was like, well, technically, <laughs> they're arthropods. <laughs> but close enough, child. So true or false, there are poisonous crustaceans. Poisonous, not venomous. Right. I'm going to say true. They eat like plankton or something and make a weird toxin. I mean, you're always hearing about shellfish killing you. So sure, true. Yeah, sounds sounds plausible. Yep, you guys are right. There is a family of crabs called the Xanthidae, and a few species in it are poisonous. They are mostly found in, can you guess? Australia. Australia. <laughs> They don't produce poison on their own, but they accumulate it from things that they eat. Like Andy said. Yep. Still, they do such a good job of it that should you eat one of these crabs, even if it's cooked first, you'll be dead in a matter of hours. Wow. But will it taste good? I don't know. So fast will they kill you that there is no known antidote. I have to believe it's because they wouldn't be able to get you to the hospital fast enough. So there's stories that the natives of Australia would eat these crabs as a way of committing suicide. Oh. And that when the CIA made suicide capsules, they used the same toxin that is found in these crabs. Okay. Wow. Why not just give them a lovely crab lunch? <laughs> Can you imagine if poison was the most delicious thing, though? Oh, no. <laughs> Maybe it is. We wouldn't know. We I, wouldn't uh, have anyone to ask. I tried out a podcast once, and the one episode I listened to, which didn't quite grab me, was a weird short story about a song that got stuck in everybody's head at the same time, but nobody could quite remember it. But it turned out that the more pain you caused yourself, the more of the song you could hear. Oh, no. And that the only way to hear the whole thing was to kill yourself. Huh. But everybody who killed themselves to hear the song, the last thing they did was get this big smile on their face. Oh, no. <laughs> it's beautiful. So true or false, there are venomous crustaceans. Australia exists, so I'm just going to say true. <laughs> Not that I've ever heard of. Like, would it be their claws that are venomous? It's mm. those weird mouth hands. <laughs> I don't think there are. No. This is true. <sighs> so far, there's exactly one. His name is George. <laughs> <laughs> it's a species of Remipides, which is fun to say. Remipides. Yep. It's a sort of blind underwater centipede. What? Yep. They basically have a needle on either side of their head filled with a venom. Unlike most venoms, though, this doesn't kill nerves or thin blood. It's a unique venom tailor-built to kill other arthropods. Huh. It breaks down exoskeletons and oh, leaves God. other crustaceans <laughs> as a goopy mess to be oh, smoked no. up. I know how we can defeat the xenomorphs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Just throw centipedes at them. <laughs> Handfuls of centipedes. Ah, oh, bat. Uh, their stingers hurt, but it's not deadly to me. Gave me the jibblies. <laughs> so move on to our fill in the blank. How much did the largest crustacean weigh? Goodness. 200 pounds. Ooh. They can get pretty big, I think. I mean, when you say did, do you mean like going back into prehistoric crustaceans or uh-huh. just... Oh, oh. yeah. 2,000 oh, pounds. I've, I've updated. <laughs> <laughs> one ton. Oh, goodness. Um, 100,000 pounds. <laughs> that's, that's, that's moon. so i, I kind of tricked you on this one there really weren't any ancient giant crustaceans what? yep the largest is actually still alive today it's the giant tasmanian crab weighing in at about 40 pounds or Aww. 18 kilograms we so were you all went very very over i am disappointed us crab and yeah. he tricked us with his sensationalism <laughs> While that's not massive on the scale of giant animals, I still want to want to mess with one. So we're going to take a look at one of these guys. 40-pound crab. What the heck? Ah! Wow. Oh, goodness. <laughs> that's as big as that woman. And that's a regular size for these crabs? Yep. What the heck? They're like tanks. Yeah, it's a big crab. He doesn't look happy. And they're not the ones that crack open coconuts? That's true. Just for our, our listening audience, this thing's claw looks like it's longer than a person's arm. It's yeah, like I if, mean, it's like if Andre the Giant was a Dungeness crab. <laughs> this, this picture is kind of cheating, and every picture I found online was just like this picture where there's a person that's clearly holding the crab right yeah. up in front of the camera at arm's length. So, like, it makes the crab look bigger than it actually is, but it's still <laughs> very big. It's got big crabs. Yep. I think you'd know if you had those crabs. <laughs> <laughs> They're kind of itchy. If you had those crabs. Got crabs and it threw my back out. <laughs> so how small is the smallest crustacean in length? Half an inch. Okay. Five millimeters. Mm. One millimeter. You fiend. <laughs> well, this title goes to Stygotantulus Stokey. Oh, Stygotantulus Stokey. <laughs> Stokey. <laughs> It's a little shrimp guy, and it measures 0.1 millimeter. Wow. Or about 0.004 inches. Andy went over, and nobody saw it coming. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You were about as over on that one as you were on the last one, (laughs) fortunately. I'm I'm the the, uh, shellfish overestimator. That's what they call you. It's an awkward nickname, but we try to make it stick. <laughs> Doesn't really roll off the tongue very hey, well. Shoulder, I'm the um. Hold, shellfish over. No, hold on. Hey, shoulder. Damn it, Sheldon. <laughs> Don't get me started. <laughs> so, how old was the oldest crustacean? Well, lobsters are like immortal. Mm. Two hundred years. Yeah, they only die when they run into melted butter. <laughs> yeah, it's their only they wander into a pot. You said two hundred. Two hundred years old. That's a pretty good guess, I feel. I'll say 300. I'm saying immortal. Yeah. <laughs> Never. Well, this is kind of hard to say. It's probably a lobster. The first thing to get this out of the way, lobsters are not immortal. Lobsters what? are immortal. <laughs> I read it a, on the internet. Yeah. It's been tested. They're not. But <laughs> from what I read, lobsters grow at a more or less linear rate. So the larger the lobster, the older it is. In 2008, a lobster was caught in Maine that weighed 20 pounds, or 9 kilograms. He was sold to a restaurant in New York and became a sort of mascot. He was given the nickname George. Okay, George. So PETA found out and said, hey, let that old lobster go. And the owner said, screw you. 
Then PETA began protesting outside the restaurant, and the owner said, of course I'll let him go. I was going to do that anyway. He hucks him at the crowd. <laughs> Get him, George. <laughs> Kill, George. Kill. <laughs> so he was only captive for about 10 days, and it's estimated that he was 140 years old. Lobsters are immortal. <laughs> you can't prove something isn't immortal. I'm with you, Kelly. <laughs> I mean, you can by killing it. <laughs> well, that doesn't prove that they they die of old age. I mean, the Highlanders are immortal, but we'd definitely <laughs> chop the head off the Kurgan. Exactly. <laughs> so logging is the second most deadly job in America with 97.6 deaths per 100,000 workers. Being a crab fisherman in Alaska is the most deadly. How many deaths per 100,000 does it have? 200. Okay. Uh, 150. Yeah, I bet they're really close. I'm going to say 100. It's actually 300. Whoa. Goodness wow. gracious. Stop catching crabs. Yep, saying so there's lots of job openings. <laughs> the, uh, the number one is three times the number two. But the flip side is that you work for about three months a year and make about $100,000 a year. Wow. So and so all the crab you can eat. What's yeah. killing them? Uh, well, we'll get into it. <laughs> Haven't you ever seen the deadliest catch? Have yeah. you ever seen the perfect storm? <laughs> so we're on to our terms. What's a gribble? Uh, Dale Gribble is a character on King of the Hill. It's a baby crab. Yeah. I'm, I'm sticking <sighs> with mine because it's technically correct. The best kind of correct. <laughs> it's the most delicious type of lobster. Because mm. oh, it makes you drib- dribble on your grill? <laughs> Don't dribble on my gribble. So these tiny crustaceans are one of a few species that have earned the nickname termites of the sea. (laughs) Such a charming nickname. So these guys are typically between one and four millimeters or 0.04 to 0.16 inches. But they've been the scourge of wooden boats for thousands of years. Awesome. (laughs) Yep. Some suspect that our homeboy from episode one, Christopher Columbus, got delayed because his ship was rendered unseaworthy by Gribbles. Side note, not my homeboy. (laughs) Here in Seattle, there's a giant wooden wall that keeps the sound out of downtown. During an earthquake in 2001, the wall began to creak ominously. (laughs) It's haunted. Investigators found that the wall had been under attack by gribbles for decades, Ooh. and some of the supports of the wall were entirely gone. That sounds like a nightmare. You're like you just bang on the wall in the right place, <laughs> a, a bunch of tiny crustaceans come out. Yeah, Lovecraftian horror. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, a five-year project that cost four hundred and ten million dollars fixed the wall and future-proofed it from adorable attackers. <laughs> yeah, I hope they didn't build it out of wood this time. Yeah, well, they did, but the, you can treat it so mm. that the gribbles can't. They make it, it less delicious. Yeah, if you treat it with tender, loving care. <laughs> but recently, scientists noticed that the enzymes these little guys produce can turn wood into sugar. What? So they have the potential for turning non-food products like wood and straw into fuel. So that sounds cool and sciencey, but I know of a faster way to turn wood into fuel. (laughs) (laughs) So next, what's benthic? Benthic. Isn't that like something that lives way deep down? Looked this up not too long ago and I can't remember because there's so many benthic things in Magic the Gathering. (laughs) (laughs) It's the least intelligent of the bends. Ah, Yes, benthic. Is the huskiest Ben. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to say... It means deep sea. Yeah, it's something that comes from way deep down. Yeah. Well, not really. This means things that live along the bottom of the ocean. 
That's what I said. It, it doesn't have to be deep, though. If they're just uh, offshore, that still counts. This is where most crustaceans live. Yeah, but the water's only coming up to my ankles. I'm not going to call it benthic. <laughs> <laughs> I am in the benthic Look dance. Look at <laughs> I'm a benthic giant. <laughs> I've been to the benthic and back again. My, my legs reach all the way down to the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> okay, so, Poseidon. <laughs> so what's a doubler? Doubler? Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's an Irish crab. <laughs> Hell of a jig! <laughs> oh, wonderful it's a two-headed little crab! Is a what? Two-headed crab! Ooh, that look weird. A doubler is a crab species that grows exponentially. <laughs> <laughs> they just bud off of each other. One 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 crab has two crabs. Those two crabs have two crabs. Oh god! <laughs> well, every time it molts, it's twice the size it was last time. <laughs> now a doubler is a mating pair of crabs. <laughs> so a couple of crabs is called a a doubler. Yeah, we couldn't just call them sex crabs. <laughs> Band name, call it. <laughs> Come on down, sex crabs. Benthic. Benthic sex crabs. Are you two going into a new interest industry? Oh, I'm always coming up with band names. I say band naming? They've been at that for years. <laughs> and that concludes our acid pop quiz. Right, thanks for having benthic sex crabs on. <laughs> on a trash boat. We're the doublers. <laughs> So let's talk about the coconut crab, so-called because they eat coconuts. And they do this by just pinching them in half. I don't Snip. want to. So these guys are big for crabs, sometimes getting three feet or one meter long. And they weigh something like nine pounds or yeah, four ugly. kilograms. It looks like a face hugger. Yeah, a little bit. So they're big, but not something that I feel like I would be immediately afraid of. I could pick one up and toss it away if it was bothering me too much. Still, though, I found a site that said it takes more PSI to crack a coconut than a human skull. <laughs> so they should get at least a little bit of respect. Don't lie quietly and still next to the coconut crab, yeah, especially if you have that short, fuzzy hair. <laughs> so these guys mainly eat coconuts, but they'll eat, <laughs> <laughs> they'll eat more or less anything. When they get bigger and molt their shell, they quickly eat their old skin. <laughs> no evidence. <laughs> they mostly eat things that are just lying around, but since they eat coconuts, they've learned how to climb trees. Oh, God, no. Drop they crabs. birds? Well, <laughs> so their claws are so freaking strong compared to their size that they can just hold on and hang there practically forever. <laughs> This is a strategy that they use to occasionally hunt birds. Uh, <laughs> is that they why they're wait. called coconut crabs? Because they look like coconuts up in the tree? <laughs> I think it's just because they eat coconuts. but That makes sense, too. <laughs> so they wait in a tree until a bird lands nearby, presumably not on the lookout for a freaking crab up in the trees. <laughs> and then they spring out and snap one of their wings. They cut it clean in half. <laughs> The bird falls helplessly to the ground, and the crab slowly makes its way back down Not before terrifying. tearing the bird apart and eating it alive. No! So there's even rumors that the final resting place of Amelia Earhart is in the bellies of coconut crabs. It's how she would have wanted to. <laughs> and they ate the planes. <laughs> in 1940, some people found a downed plane on Nikamaro, Nikamaroro Island, way off the coast of Australia. Scattered about the island were bits of what used to be a person and a whole lot of fat crabs. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
Some people think it was Earhart. And while I couldn't find any stories of these skittering vices killing anyone directly, there was a story about two older men who dined on a coconut crab and were both dead by morning. What? The crab had apparently been eating sea mangoes, which contain cerebin, a chemical that turns off your heart. Oh, okay, good. This is a wonderful <laughs> chemical. Yeah. What the hell, sea mangoes? <laughs> So it's probably best to leave these beasts to their coconuts. Those crabs in that island, they have a taste for human flesh now. Yeah. (laughs) So crab fishing, specifically Alaskan crab fishing, is one of the most dangerous careers out there. You're on a boat with 600 pound or 270 kilogram crab cages swinging around like giant Christmas ornaments. They could fall on you, snag your foot in a rope, or just clang together with your head in between. Festive. Then you go off the coast of Australia, where the churning waters are just above freezing and the air is just below. Australia? Oh, did I say Australia? Alaska. Okay. (laughs) The frigid lands of Australia. (laughs) Way off the coast of Australia. (laughs) Really isn't everything off the coast of Australia? (laughs) I am right now. (laughs) But hey, crab season is just a few months, and if you're good, you can make a hundred grand during that time. It's tempting. Yep. While this is the most dangerous career in America, I couldn't find a lot of stories since most of the deaths are from boats capsizing and everyone drowning. Since most people don't come back alive. (laughs) Yep. But I did find one. On December 31st, 2019, the Scandies Rose was out at sea with her crew of seven. During the night, a storm came up that filled the sea with large chunks of ice cascading down 20 foot or six meter tall waves. So the, that sounds bracing. Yeah. Brisk. The boat started to list to one side and in an instant started taking on water and sinking. Some of the crew had been trying to get some sleep when they suddenly found themselves underwater. I can't sleep in this. <laughs> this isn't a waterbed. I need my posturepedic. So only two members of the crew managed to get into a life raft. The raft had survival suits and they were rescued in about five hours, but still both men had hypothermia when a helicopter plucked them from the sea. The 130 foot or 40 meter boat and the rest of the crew have not been found. And that's what you're up against when you decide to be a crab fisherman. They're being devoured by crabs. Yeah, they're (laughs) making the crabs stronger. (laughs) No, I I was down under the water doing little rituals to summon storms. (laughs) Like you watch the show and I'm like, I would never, ever, 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 ever. It's a, it's a tough job. I don't know. Adam sounds tempted. (laughs) For that much money for what? Three months, you said? Yep. (laughs) Do you want to buy our own crabbing boat? Well, no, I'm not crazy. (laughs) You're strong and fast. (laughs) Oh, Kelly. Not anymore. I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) Not after that box. (laughs) (laughs) So crustaceans are a large group of animals that have filled almost every niche of the food chain, including parasites. Sure. (laughs) So colloquially called tongue worms. No. I know about these ones. I hate them. I love them. (laughs) As they look like armored swimming tongues. Oh, yeah. They're demon (laughs) roly polies. (laughs) Their long, thin bodies have only five features, one mouth and four hooks. <laughs> As a result, their scientific name is Pentostomodia, or five mouths, or tongue from hell. <laughs> These guys have a typically nasty life cycle. 
Step one, the eggs get swallowed by a fish or whatever. Step two, the eggs hatch in the intestines and the larvae burrow as far as they can through the walls and into the goop. They're all buried in there. Mm Mm-hmm. So once they're nice and deep, they form a cyst. Step three, the poor animal suffering from gastrointestinal distress gets eaten by something faster and bigger. Once inside this animal, the tongue worm finishes growing up and starts laying eggs. Step four, the host poops out the eggs and it all starts again. And if there's anything worse than a parasite, it's an armor-plated parasite. Now, these little nasties infect all kinds of things, including humans. No. (laughs) Mostly, they don't do any harm. But sometimes people end up with the larvae and an intestinal cyst can be very serious. But uh, like most parasites, sometimes they go places that they really shouldn't go. Right? Like anywhere. (laughs) Including, in one memorable case, inside a person's eye. No! Lucky for the person, this was pretty recent, so they got the little millipede out without much trouble. Unluckily for you, they got it on video. I am sad now. Roll that beautiful bean footage. (laughs) Sean, I thought you loved me. (laughs) But I love our fans more. <laughs> Got your Kleenex ready? Here we go. Why have you done this to me? <gasps> no. Okay. So what's going on right now is there's a little centipede-looking thing swimming through the pupil of this person. They're zooming in on it so that we can make sure we don't miss the eye. Is- no! You don't belong there. Oh, now they're cutting it open. Ah! <laughs> no! Get out of there, you. Get out of there. Okay, I'll tell you when it's over. They're gently ah! scooping it out. <laughs> no, it's bigger than I thought. <laughs> They're saying oh, that the God. patient lost vision in the eye. Oh, there you go. Goodness. Tongue worm in your oh, eye. Heart. Oh, God. So wear goggles, That's folks. That's the most terrible thing I've seen all day. <laughs> and let's wind down here with a little more fun story. Yes. <laughs> fun crabs. So 2001 in Old Brookville, New York. Here's the story as told by Jacqueline Colitis. Her husband, Jerry. (laughs) Sounds like a disease. (laughs) Her husband, Jerry, and their family went to a Japanese steakhouse for his birthday. The chef did the famous thing where he tossed a cooked shrimp to Jerry to catch in his mouth. Jerry said he really didn't want to catch a shrimp in his mouth, but the chef wouldn't stop hurling three more shrimps at at Mr. Colitis. (laughs) who was forced to duck and dodge the wayward crustaceans. <laughs> Matrix shrimp. <laughs> While doing so, he tweaked his neck something awful. Over the next few months, Mr. Colitis had constant pain and numbness all the way down his arms. In June, he had surgery on his neck, but it's hard to say if it helped or not because he developed an infection from the surgery, which caused a fatally high fever, killing him. <laughs> oh, When her husband died, Jacqueline sought justice from the responsible party, that shrimp-hurling cook. (laughs) That madman. So the story was tearfully delivered in front of a jury in 2002. But apparently, the jury was not convinced that a shrimp was a deadly weapon. (laughs) They deliberated for less than two hours before ruling against Mr. Colitis and her $10 million case against the chef and the restaurant. Sort of lunatic hibachi chef. (laughs) Sounds like a video game villain. Yeah. <laughs> Shrimp shooter. Pew, pew. And that was the last of the stories that I had. I don't like shellfish. I'm not oh, I love shellfish. Again. No. 
Yeah, shellfish, when I went vegetarian, were well, went nearly vegetarian, were the food I never really gave up so that I could appease those that were concerned about me getting protein. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had a shellfish that I didn't like. And like shrimp tempura is like one of my favorite foods. So good. I remember going to a restaurant in Panama. It was like a, a it was a, some sort of fettuccine with like uh, crab meat in it, mm. but they instead of a bowl, they served it in a crab shell. Oh, <laughs> oh good! Yeah, just decorate cool. it with your kills. Yep. <laughs> and then a bunch of raccoons came through the restaurant because it was like an outdoor patio. <laughs> There's something you know very uncomfortable but oddly satisfying about eating crab when you're tearing its <laughs> corpse apart with your bare hands and digging its flesh out. It's a primal need. <laughs> when I were a lad, I used to go up into the truckies up there and catch crawdads oh yeah i, oh, did yeah, that. I remember yeah. doing that yep. you'd hang a hot dog down in the water yep and they'd just go nuts on it what i just grab them <laughs> oh see I, I had a metal coat hanger and you'd hang a hot dog oh. from it and they'd grab onto it and they're so dumb that they they're not they don't let go until they reach the top so you just put a bucket under them and be like okay here you go <laughs> <laughs> i just reach down and grab them i always wonder why we don't have more like crawdad boils around here for that reason yeah they are tasty because well, they're not from around here. They don't want them here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Should be uh, s- supporting that as a invasive yeah. invasive species control method. Should be open season. I think it is. I don't I don't think they have a limit on the crawdads. You <laughs> but you don't see crawdad boils around here, and it's a you shame. Sh- you should start a restaurant. I'll feed them hot dogs Bring your and the own. most delicious crawdads. Yeah. Bring your own crawdads. I don't know. People seem to, like, people are always like, like you know, like crabs and shrimp and lobsters are just like, sea insects yeah and they're not kind wrong of. but it doesn't make me not want to eat them it just makes yeah. me want to eat other insects yeah, like, I mean, it seems to <laughs> this seems to work well let's keep it realistically up. we should be eating more insects yeah. yes I mean, realistically I yeah, sure <laughs> yeah i don't know i'm all about it oh there is that thing that i don't know people say to make themselves feel better we're like shrimp can't feel pain that's why you can just dump them alive into a boiling pot they're totally fine they love it but basically what science has to say is that shrimp's nerves don't work like our nerves oh no so they, they feel don't, more they don't have the same pain receptors that we do but that's which, not the same as not feeling yeah it. which somebody <laughs> took to me like well if they don't feel it like we do they must not feel it at all it must not be real yeah they're not human <laughs> we can hurt them which you know i uh I, like I'm, I'm all for eating shrimp and, and that sort of thing but just uh or lobster but yeah, don't lie to yourself and tell you that they don't mind. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well just, I, I, I tell that about anything that I kill. Like, oh, no, that doesn't feel pain. Well, just yeah. imagine the outrage when we find out that plants can actually feel. They kind of can, can't yeah. they? They kind of can already, yeah. so yeah. They can communicate distress to others. But again, it's not like us, so it doesn't count. <laughs> yeah. We're going to run out of things to eat if we can't eat anything that <laughs> rocks, perceives rocks pain. feelings. <laughs> All the <Yes>. salt. <laughs> <laughs> They're creepy looking, but delicious. That's my feelings on the matter. Just like me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if nobody has any more personal stories, we'll move on to what are your morals worth? So I really didn't have anything else. How much to work a season on a crab fishing boat? I guess about $100,000. Yeah, the regular salary sounds pretty good. I don't get to take on a coconut crab in single combat. I (laughs) I think I could do it. You definitely could take a coconut (laughs) crab. You get to wear one big pincher. <laughs> so you're on even ground. Crack, crack might not to 150. I'm a very good crab fisherman and I deserve more. I mean, you should probably get paid less. You have no experience. <laughs> Doesn't seem like they need experience. They just need bodies. 
sure, they can pay you more because you're you're also probably more likely to die on this expedition. <laughs> you get paid after it's over. Send oh, the money to my window. We'll give you a million dollars. Guys, look how far over the railing I can lean. <laughs> Joe, just just give him a little, a little. You know. <laughs> give him a taste of crab. <laughs> taste of crab. Yeah, smear it on your gums. Yeah, I mean the regular salary sounds pretty good to me. Yeah, Adam's used to boats. Yeah, I mean it, it's not going to be the same at all. But no, it's exact. They they still have cannons and shit. Oh. <laughs> How do you think they take out the crabs? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, sure. <laughs> I am not immune to seasickness. That's true. I'm not either. These are going to be really rocky seas, too. But I did find that uh, I'll get seasick for the first week or two, and then I'll be immune to it for the rest of the six months. Three months so in this case. Months. Yeah. yeah, so I'll be fine. Is there onboard entertainment? Well, I from what I gather, when you're on these boats, you basically work until you sleep and then sleep until you work. Just like a real boat. There's not much downtime. Yeah, we learned from Mythbusters that they work like 30 hour, 30 shifts. hour shifts and they yeah. like do micro naps. Ugh, no. let's add that to it. Yep. Yep. I'm, so I'm up to 200,000 now. <laughs> if I Same salary is good. I'll do 300,000. Yeah. I don't know. Because 300... In 100,000, that's a 0.3% chance of death. That's not super high, but it is really grueling work. Yeah, yeah. it's also not it's be hell. Your hands are going to be nothing but calluses when you get back. Yeah, but it is also if you will. three months. Coated in salt and barnacles. I don't know. I think I'll go somewhere in between. I'll 200,000. I think I'd do that. Well, have fun, Adam. We'll see you in three months. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> I think some money. of the ships ship out from here. Yeah. Because I think I learned, uh, I was volunteering at a, a homeless shelter for a while, and I learned that one of the reasons that we end up with a lot of homeless in Seattle is because people come to ship out on the ships, and sometimes there's no ships to ship out on. So they're just stranded here with no job and no money. I don't think any of those crabbing ships are around here. <laughs> Probably <laughs> Desert. <laughs> we can go dig up those uh, nearly extinct shrimp from yeah, the we'll, Black Rock Desert. We'll go crabbing in the Black Rock. <laughs> Get some land crabs or the scorpion. <laughs> They're deserts crabs. Yeah. <laughs> Catch them the same way. A boat. Yep. And a net. <laughs> and and he'd add him out there in a children's toy boat going, Woo! Ah, Here comes the desert bounty. <laughs> ah, it stings. <laughs> a net full of scorpions. This, this is a spicy crab. <laughs> Why are they so angry? Crab caliente, they call them. <laughs> the old Spanish feel- sailors. I feel like we could uh, we could make money on this new food food product. Yum. People already eat scorpions, just not here. Yeah. I know, but we're going to market them uh. as spicy crabs. <laughs> <laughs> From what I understand, scorpion venom is like the most expensive liquid pound for pound. <laughs> so we'll get them coming and going. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's all we have for this week. Thanks to my co-host for joining me today. And thanks to our editor, Gerard, and his steady hand keeping us afloat. If you'd like to see more from us you can follow us on instagram or twitter at acid pop podcast and if you'd like to get in touch with us you can contact us through our reddit forum or email us at acidpoppodcast at gmail.com and if you'd like to support this show look us up on patreon thanks for tuning in and remember don't tease coconut crabs bye